and we gotta thank God each minute of every day. Welcome one, welcome all to another edition to the Everyday Norm Podcast. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. What's up everyone? How you doing today? Hope you're having a wonderful time. This is the Everyday Norm Podcast. What's going on people? How you doing today? How's your day so far? Uh, I hope you had a wonderful day. Hope you're having a wonderful day right now. Um, it is a beautiful day. It's very warm out here in Atlanta. Uh, we're just a few days removed from the Super Bowl 53. Um, like I said, it's very warm. Um, a lot has been going on in the world today. Uh, we just had a State of the Union address by um, Donald Trump um, just on last night. Um, a lot of things going on with that. So uh, it's been a very eventful weekend, past few days. But um, things are getting back to normal here in the ATL. People are starting to sober up from their uh, uh, vast partying and celebrating of Super Bowl week uh, here in Atlanta. And uh, people are getting back to work. Some people are still calling out because they have not yet recovered from their uh, active celebration. But nonetheless, um, how you doing? This is the Everyday Norm Podcast, and I am your host, Big Norm, a.k.a. Norm Dizzle, a.k.a. Chef Boyar Norm. Now, you can find the Everyday Norm Podcast on Facebook and also Twitter. You can also find the Everyday Norm Podcast on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, CastBox, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Okay, now as far as the Everyday Norm show on YouTube and Big Talk with Big Norm, um, I have some information concerning those two shows um, that I'm going to give a little bit later on in the program today. But I don't want to delay too much. Um, I don't want to take too much time. I want to go ahead and get straight into today's topic. Um, and we're going to talk about the Super Bowl. Um, well, you know, not just the Super Bowl, but uh, the NFL in general. Now, uh, many of you all know I do not watch Super Bowl, um, football, NFL football anymore. I have not watched any NFL games um, since um, last year, the beginning of uh, the end of like two, maybe two seasons ago. Um, I decided at that time when Kyle Kaepernick still did not have a job in the NFL, clearly still being blackballed by the league, I made that decision to um, not support the NFL anymore because clearly he's being blackballed and the league knows it and they're not doing anything about it. Of course, we know all about what's going on with Kyle Kaepernick, the taking the knee, uh, doing the national anthem, and everything that had led up to that. And as of right now, Colin Kaepernick is still not with the NFL. Now, Eric Reed who was also kneeling with Colin Kaepernick. He has since uh, been employed with NFL. He is currently with the um, Carolina Panthers, but not Colin Kaepernick. And um, I listened to what people were saying about the Super Bowl this past Super Bowl. I didn't watch it. Um, for those, I don't know if I've ever said it, but I am not. I've never been a New England Patriots fan. Um, I never have, and I never will be. I've always said that the uh, New England Patriots was an organization full of cheaters 
from Spygate, Deflategate, all of these things, and yet people still cheer for them, people still root for them, and they still, you know, going to Super Bowls and so forth. And then I thought about some things, and you know, I'm just going to let you know. And many of you, what I'm getting ready to discuss is not anything new for many of you. Some of you are very much aware of this. Um, and since then don't watch the NFL uh, some of you are very much aware of this and just simply don't care and will continue to watch the NFL but it's going to be discussed anyway and what is that ladies and gentlemen the NFL the National Football League or some people call the no fun league or I will call the Negro fall in line league um, is rigged and I know people are saying, what on earth are you talking about? For those who have not heard, heard this or just don't believe that it is, allow me, just indulge me for a few minutes. Um, of course, now, uh, this past Super Bowl, it was LA Rams and the um, New England Patriots. Now, uh, the NFC Championship was surrounded in controversy um, over a play that was uh, clearly pass interference on the part of the Rams but was not called by the refs that resulted in the Saints losing um, and not going to the Super Bowl um, people uh, began protesting uh, lawsuits were beginning to be filed um, saying that the NFL should look into it they have the authority to have the capabilities to overturn the ruling the, the winner um, of the NFC championship uh, of course, we know that the NFL did not. And Roger Goodell, during the uh, radio roll, you want to call it, three days before the Super Bowl in Atlanta, finally came out publicly and made any com and made comments concerning the NFC Championship. Um, and many people are wondering how was it, how is it that um, this call was so obvious but not made, and yet. A team was rewarded an opportunity for something that many pe people feel that they did not deserve. And well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you why. And that is because the NFL is rigged. The NFL is rigged. And before anyone says I don't know what I'm talking about, allow me to give you some examples. I'm going to give you some instances that has happened over the years with the NFL involving teams and you know particularly the Patriots and you decide whether or not um what I'm saying is accurate okay now I'm gonna start I'm going to start with the NFC championship of this year and clearly now we 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 know that referees don't always make the call Referees don't always make the right call. Some calls do get missed. This is the part that we understand. They are human. They are going to miss calls. They are going to make calls that were not uh, accurate. They will call a holding when there was no holding. They will call a pass interference when there was no pass interference and so forth. But in this case, there wasn't a call made on the field and the play was so obvious I don't know how many reps. I think you have maybe three or four reps on the field at one time. And not a single one of them made the call for pass interference. 
And this is clear as day, people. Everybody's looking at it. Now, pass interference, I think pass interference constitutes in the NFL if there's some type of obstruction or uh, something like that along the lines on defending, on a, a defender, the corner, a defensive team to where he uh, stops the play, uh, interferes the play from happening where the player actually had an actual chance of catching the ball before he gets there. Um, then it's considered some type of pass interference. Um, if you all give me one minute, let me look that up while I'm talking. But in this case, it was clearly pass interference. Okay? But nevertheless, it was not called. Hmm, let's see. Pass interference is a foul that occurs when a player interferes with an eligible receiver's ability to make a fair attempt to catch a forward pass. And that's exactly what happened. Okay? But it wasn't called. How is that, people? Well, I'm going to tell you. People, there are uh, certain factors in place that we have no idea are going on. There are people in high places. There have been relationships, deals that have been made. Um, between uh, players, coaches, owners, and other forces that we may never, ever know about. Why? Think about it. Why would the New Orleans Saints get screwed? And I'm not a New Orleans Saints fan either. Never had, never will. That goes back to when I was watching football, when I was an Atlanta Falcons fan, and back when the Saints were beating the Atlanta Falcons on a regular basis, you know, things like that. I, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not a Saints fan. But at the same time, right is right and wrong is wrong. So why is it that the New Orleans Saints basically got cheated out of a Super Bowl opportunity? I'm going to tell you my theory people it is my theory that the powers that be did not want the saints in the super bowl because the saints would have honestly and possibly beaten the new england patriots i know that sounds radical for some people to think about it tom brady isn't the same tom brady he's been in past years he's been throwing more interceptions he hadn't been looking the same Tom Brady uh, that we have seen throughout the years so rather him and I'm not and I'm not taking anything away from the uh, LA Rams quarterback I'm not I'm not in any way shape or form with the team the organization nothing but we know Drew Brees is still one of the top quarterbacks in the league one of the most if not the most accurate quarterback currently in the league and it sounds good oh Tom Brady versus Drew Brees who's going to come out on top well, I personally feel Drew Brees would have come out on top, but we'll never know because they never got the opportunity. But why on earth would not a single referee on the football field call what is clearly a pass interference? Then after the game, admit that they blew the call, they made a mistake, they got the call wrong. Well, you knew that when you did not call it. Okay, this is this is I understand this wasn't a blown call, people. This was a no call. This was a no call. Clearly it should have been called. Okay, so that's one instance. Okay. I'll give you another instance about the NFL being rigged, in the New England Patriots, Tom Brady being cheaters. Like I said, New England Patriots, you have the spy gate, you have the deflate gate. Okay, now let's go back. I'm going to give you a few more examples. 
let's go back to uh, the previous year. I think Super Bowl 52 just last year, if I'm correct, with the Patriots and the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, does anyone remember the player by the name of Malcolm Butler? Um, you should. Malcolm Butler, Saints cornerback. I'm sorry, not Saints, Patriots cornerback. Played for the entire year uh, last season. Just before tip-off, ladies and gentlemen, hear me closely. Just before tip-off, Malcolm Butler gets word that he will not be playing in the Super Bowl. Malcolm Butler, your premier cornerback, the one who has carried you, has helped you get to this point with his defense to get you to the Super Bowl. He's being told, now keep in mind, Malcolm Butler is already suited up. He's got his pads on, everything. All he needs to do is put his helmet on and hit the field. And he is told literally before kickoff, he is not going to compete in the NFL. Now, to the be- in the Super Bowl. Now, to the best of my knowledge, there wasn't any off-the-field incidents. To the best of my knowledge, there was no conduct, uh, team conduct incidents. So it made no sense whatsoever to not have your best cornerback on the grandest stage in the NFL to give you a win. And now, had he done something that was against company policy, rule, uh, league policy, team policy, you could have fined him, you could have suspended him going into next season or something like that or worked something out. But you want to put your team in the best position to win. And for the Patriots not to play Malcolm Butler with no really apparent legitimate reason. Now, Ian Rappaport says he tweeted back uh, last year that his understanding is the benching of Patriots cornerback Malcolm Butler happened because of a perfect storm of issues, sickness, a rough week of practice, and a minor rule violation believed to be related to curfew, a complicated matter. Now, if this is true, what Ian Rappaport had tweeted back uh just last year if that is true you benched your cornerback because he missed curfew you benched your quarterback because he been sick and we all get sick trust me i know we all get sick you benched your cornerback because he had a rough week of practice you benched your corner cornerback <coughs> for the super bowl not a uh AFC championship, not a wild card, not a division, not even a regular season game. You bitched him to where he could not help your team win a Super Bowl. And we call, of course, we all know the Eagles won the Super Bowl 41-33, beating the Patriots. So to me, that's another form of how the show is uh, the uh uh, NFL is rigged now someone saying normally if the NFL is rigged and if Tom Brady and the Patriots are cheaters then why would they lose Super Bowl uh, 52 against the Eagles I'll get back to that in just a minute okay now let's go back to year before that Super Bowl I guess 51 is <coughs> with the uh, Patriots and the Falcons the Falcons were up 28 to 3 going into halftime and I think maybe 28 to 10 by the end of the fourth quarter. Now, people have said so many times, Falcons fans have said so many times, in the fourth quarter, late in the fourth quarter, all the Falcons had to do, all the Falcons had to do, the first half Falcons was a completely different team from the second half Falcons. Clear as day. The Falcons got away from their run game. They left 
what was helping them, what was keeping them going, uh, and you went to a passing game. Uh, you turned into to try to make it into the Matt Julio show again. Okay, but people were saying with about maybe four minutes left in the game, uh, or maybe a little bit less, all the Falcons had to do, they were within, uh, they was inside the 20-yard line, inside the red zone. All the Falcons had to do was first down, run, E-clock. Second down, run, E-clock. Third down, run, E-clock. Fourth down, you're already up on the Patriots at the time, so it was already a one-possession game. Even if you did not <coughs> excuse me, get the first down, you would have inched a little bit closer to the end zone to put your field goal uh, kicker in better position to make a field goal. You kick a field goal would have made the game a two-possession game, meaning that the Patriots would have had to done one of one of two things. Uh, receive the ball after the kickoff, Running back for a touchdown, a complete two-point conversion, then do an onside kick and hopefully recover. Or they could have just got the ball back, went down the field, uh, had they would have had to score a touchdown, would have had to score a two-point conversion, and would have had to do an onside kick to recover the ball to at least put them in field goal position to win the game. But no, that did not happen. Uh, the ends of the win, the so-called game-winning touchdown. If you notice, Patriots player knee was down before the ball broke the plane, broke the end zone. But they was given a touchdown. The uh, Patriots win. Falcons lose. What are you saying, Norman? Don't sound like it was rigged to me. Understand something, people. The Falcons were never sexy when it came to Super winning the Super Bowl. Between the Patriots and Falcons, it was not sexy to see the Falcons win a Super Bowl. It was Tom Brady. Okay. So I'm giving you three and not to mention, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get to uh, deflate gate, deflate gate. Now, this is why I say that Tom Brady and the Patriots are cheaters, because we all know what happened with the fake gate. I think in the AFC championship was against the Indianapolis Colts and how that came to be. And when Tom Brady was asked, this is when, this is the key right here. People, Tom Brady was asked by a reporter, is Tom Brady a cheater? Tom Brady's response. Now, I'm going to ask you a question, ladies and gentlemen. Are you a killer? If I ask you that and you've never killed anyone, you have no intentions of killing one, your first answer is going to be no. And not only that, it's going to be a quick no. It's going to be a firm no. It's going to be a beyond a shadow of a doubt no. No, I'm not a killer. And you're going to probably look at me like I'm crazy. When Tom Brady was asked, is Tom Brady a cheater? Tom Brady's response was, I don't think so. Now, why would someone who uh, has not cheated in, the, in his sport, has not done anything wrong, why would you say you don't think so? You know if you've cheated or not. You know you've done something wrong. So why say, I don't think so? Okay, now... Let's get to this right here. And uh, many people are not going to like me. Okay. Um, on In January of this year, a report came out. A 10-year-old boy proves Tom Brady is a cheater through a science project. And he wins. Okay. The fourth grader, his name is Ace Davis. 10-year-old Ace Davis. 
uh, goes to school in Kentucky and proved through science and common sense. With the help of his mom and his sister, David set out to prove Brady and the New England Patriots cheated by conspiring to deflate footballs during the AFC Championship in the 2014-2015 season. Excuse <coughs> hypothesizing that underdeflated footballs provide a competitive advantage in a game. The Davis family took turns throwing footballs at different PSI, measuring for distance and accuracy. His father posted the results on Facebook, and they weren't flattering for the Patriots franchise quarterback. Okay, now through science and common sense, this 10-year-old boy was able to prove something that apparently the NFL cannot. Why is that, people? Why is that? Are you telling me that anybody who has played just regular street football, uh, not football, but um, basketball, even football, you've been on the blacktop, you've been in your uh, in your in your driveway shooting, but you've you've handled the basketball, the football, dozens, hundreds, millions of times, and you can tell when a ball has uh, less air than it should. When you go shopping for a new basketball, no football, what is the first thing you do? You check to see how uh, how well it is inflated or how well or how it is not inflated. You check to see if it's fully inflated, partially inflated, or really, really, really needs some air. You know these things. Then what do you do? If you're a basketball, what are you going to do? If you have a basketball, you're going to bounce it. See how high it bounces. If it bounces high, it has a pretty good amount of air. If it doesn't, it needs some air. So there's no way in the world Tom Brady does not know how a deflated football feels from a regular size official uh, PSI football. That is a lie. But why didn't the NFL make changes? Why didn't the NFL punish Tom Brady? And when I say Tom Brady and the Patriots, I'm not talking about what they did. Because according to the uh, report, the Patriots were found guilty of doctoring football, thus losing $1 million in future draft picks. And Tom Brady is indeed a cheater, Davis concluded, with the help of graphs and charts. Now, Tom Brady, for his part in, was suspended the first four games of the next season. He appealed, but I think he ultimately lost. But why is that, people? I mean, don't get me wrong. On paper, the Patriots were better than the Colts. But the fact that he cheated should have disqualified the Patriots organization and given the win and the Super Bowl opportunity to the Indianapolis Colts but once again it wasn't sexy they didn't the powers that be did not want to see the Indianapolis Colts they want to see Andrew Luck they want to see Tom Brady and the Patriots quote-unquote America's team sorry Dallas Cowboys but the only people that see you all as America's team is Dallas you got your spy gate you got deflate gate you got the 10 year old boy Fourth grader proving Tom Brady is a cheating organization, but the NFL has done nothing. Why? Because the NFL is rigged, everyone. And we said, wait a minute, Norman, hold on. Tom Brady has lost two Super Bowls. Yes, he's had. But you know why? You know why I still say he's a cheater? And the forces of BR with him? Because when you go back and look at his story, and look at his story. When they do a football life on Tom Brady after he's retired, and he's definitely gonna make the Hall of Fame. He'll probably be a first time, uh, first ballot, uh, first time ballot, uh, Hall of Fame uh, person. When he goes back, and you see his story. You got to build in order to make the story great. You have to show where he has suffered loss, and have and has come back from 
adversity, how he was able to pick himself up and move on to the next Super Bowl and the next Super Bowl and the next Super Bowl. Tom Brady has been chosen by the powers that be to be the uh the the, the man. And you all want to put the GOAT tag on it after everything this man has done. Everything is meant in organization, but people still root for the NFL, still root for the team, root still root for the Patriots and the Cheetahs, Bill Belichick, all of that. And when asked Malcolm Butler, and when asked by my, uh, Bill Belichick, they asked why did Malcolm Butler, uh, why didn't he play? It was just a game time decision. It was a decision by the league. It was a decision by the team. I'm sorry, but no off, no offer, no explanation. Offer no explanation, okay? And people are saying normally that there's no way in the world you can get this whole league to conspire to be rigged. You're right. You can't. But you don't need to. You don't need to. People, the conspiracy, I want, I want you to all to think about, think about something. JFK, the assassination of 35th President of the United States. Now, and according to the Warren Commission report and other uh, uh, reports, Lee Harvey Oswald was deemed the sole shooter, the sole person responsible for the assassination. He was in the school book, school book uh, depository. He shot the gun and he committed the murder. But think about it, people. I want you to think about it, people. No one knew that Lee Harvey Oswald did, did anything at that time. When Lee Harvey Oswald was uh, arrested. He was originally arrested for shooting a cop, uh, Officer uh, Tippett. I just I don't know the first name, but the last name, Officer Tippett. And they found him. They arrested him. He was looking at a movie in uh, locally uh, nearby Dallas. He, uh, he was in the theater looking at a movie. Report came out uh, on on the radio what to look out for. Now I want you all to think about something. We're talking about conspiracies. Lee Harvey, so what you're telling me, Lee Harvey Oswald, and I'm not trying to go there, I'm just trying to use this as an example. Lee Harvey Oswald was smart enough to pull off one of the greatest crimes in American history and get away with it, but he was dumb enough to shoot a cop and get caught? Is that what you're telling me? Understand something. If you're going to pull off a crime of that level, what's the first thing that you're going to do, people? The first thing you're going to do, you're going to get out of town. Why would a man who assassinated the man at the highest office, why would he stay in town, stay anywhere in the area? Why? When he was charged, when he was when he was arrested, they had not charged him with killing JFK. They didn't find the prints on the gun until after he was killed. So you don't have to get everybody in the conspiracy, just enough to keep it going, keep the conspiracy going. And those who are not a part of, part of the conspiracy, if you don't trust them, that you tell them what's going on, you make them feel like, they are doing the right thing or you manipulate the strings to make them think or keep them from being suspicious of anything going on now i've given you examples of how the nfl uh is rigged how the patriots and uh tom brady are cheaters now it's up to you you decide um if you still watch the nfl you're more than more than entitled to don't understand why considering how like i said once colin kaepernick still haven't Dill still doesn't have a job, still being blackballed for taking a stand, for standing what he believed in, exercising his First Amendment right to uh, freedom of speech and his right for peaceful protest. You're still pouring money into an organization that doesn't care about you, its players, or the issues that affect, my, affect minority players. But you go on ahead because, like the saying goes, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And there it is, people. That's going to do it for today's 
uh, podcast. I want to thank everyone for joining the show. Now, I did say I had some information concerning Big Talk and Everyday Norm show. Um, I had to make some changes um, on these shows. Um, I looked at <coughs> uh, for those who follow follow the uh, show on YouTube. Thank you very much. Thank you for your support. I really, really appreciate it. And follow Big Talk on Instagram. Thank you very much as well. However, um, I've been recently. I've been making some um, some videos concerning uh, video games on my PS4. And one particular game is called DC Universe Online. Some of you probably uh, play it and familiar with it. And so. I did some videos on the characters that I use, um, Quantum, Hardlight, Fire, Atomic, uh, and so forth. And I've been getting a lot of hits of views on <coughs> excuse me, those videos. One of my videos, I did one on an electric, uh, my electric DPS, and it got over 400 hits. And the most hits I've got on the, uh, the show is about maybe 49.50. So I'm listening to what the viewers are saying and they're telling me that they want to see more game videos than my videos and it stings a little bit but you know what this is what you do you have to um adjust if you want to stay out there if you want to get out there you want to be out there so i get it and i really did not think that the gaming i didn't i really did not think it would take off this well now, people are telling me norm you have no idea how much gaming videos can how much attention <coughs> excuse me they can get and i just did it for fun but i'm looking at the response and it's truly been uh amazing so i just want to thank everyone who's uh subscribed to the show i changed the name of the show on youtube from the everyday norm show so now it's called big norm's world okay i will still drop a show every now and then um, but I want to focus more on gaming um, and uh, other videos like that. So you all stay tuned. As far as big talk with Big Norm, I'm going to put that on hiatus. My very first episode uh, and the episode was live. Did not do the way uh, I was hoping it would do. But, you know, you have to make adjustments and give the people what they want. And, um, you know... Uh, and hopefully, you know, you keep it going and you can continue to give the people the product they want to see, they want to listen and possibly share. Uh, so I remember um, on an episode of uh, Girlfriends, um, uh, Joan was opening up her own business. She went into a partnership with her, um, her male friend. I can't remember the guy's name, but uh, they went together. You know, he backed up. He provided the money. She wanted the restaurant. Well, the restaurant wasn't doing very well as far as the restaurant aspect. So her, uh, her, her, uh, a partner made some changes you know to where it was more like a sports bar atmosphere she didn't like it but the sports bar atmosphere was bringing in money people were coming in they were watching uh tv they were buying drinks they were eating food she didn't like it because that wasn't her wasn't her vision but uh her partner tried to explain and her friends tried to explain you know i understand but you right now you you're looking for money to keep your business going so not that you're turning it into a sports bar you're making adjustments to where you can be profitable and you can keep clientele coming in so with that i'm doing the same thing one of my friends said yeah norman i saw that you had a uh, a lot of hits on your videos and i was wondering when you're gonna start making changes to your channel because i mean the people have clearly spoken you all have clearly spoken on what you want to hear as far as, <coughs> excuse me the youtube channel goes so 
uh, I'm going to make some more videos over time. Um, I'll drop a Everyday Norm Show video every now and then. But uh, the channel is now called, if you want to find it on YouTube, it's called Big Norm's World. That's my YouTube channel. The Everyday Norm podcast is still intact. That's fine. That's not going to change as of right now. Um, Big Talk with Big Norm um, is going to uh, lay low for a while until further notice. Uh, but I still have the page uh, online, and I'm going to be dropping some different type of videos on that um, page on Instagram. So if you want to uh, holler at your boy, you can find me on Facebook, Norman A. Stevens Jr. You can also find me on uh, Instagram. I have two pages, actually, but the Big Talk with Big Norm uh, that the underscore big talk has been changed on Instagram to the underscore big norm. That is my not my personal page. That's the page for uh, each and every one of you. So follow me on Instagram at either the underscore the underscore big norm, which is the show's page, or you can find me at on my page personal page in Mr. Underscore Nas Nas forty four. Okay, and catch me at on Twitter. Twitter, uh, it's the same Big Norm forty five. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and just uh, any way you want to highlight me, highlight me. Let me know what you think. Drop a line, comment, subscribe to the show. Tell me what you think about these episodes and previous episodes. I really enjoyed your feedback. I actually had someone who gave me some feedback. <laughs> excuse me on one of my videos on one of my gaming videos and he told me to make some adjustments to my character and it worked out just great so i thank you for the feedback i really really do it's uh it's truly an honor and a privilege to do this with you i'm almost 50 episodes in ladies and gentlemen 50 episodes in so i'm i'm see what i'm what i might try to do for the uh 100th episode um of the show lord willing so we'll keep that in mind but um, I want to thank everyone for joining the show today. Um, thank you for all your love and support. It has truly been appreciated. Um, and I pray that God blesses me with many, many more years and episodes. And people, I'm still not done. I'm working on some other projects with a friend of mine trying to get another show put on YouTube. Um, I will tell you, I'll give you more details as they come forth. I don't want to jinx it, but uh, it's still a work in progress. And I'm still uh, on working on a project. My family, my wife and I are working on a project uh, for um, our household as well. So you all just continue to just keep your boy in prayer. Keep your family in prayer. Keep my family in prayer. Pray for one another. <clears throat> um, like I said, you heard the State of the Union address. Uh, you take what take out of it what you need and what you don't. But uh, I want to thank everyone again. This is the Everyday Norm Show with your host, Big Norm, a.k.a. Norm Dizzle, a.k.a. Chef Boy, our Norm. And I will leave you with these words. Let's look upward and not downward. Let's go forward and not backwards. Always lend a helping hand. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. I love you all. Thank you for all your love. Support my friends, my families, my coworkers, my loved ones. Each and every one of you, it is greatly appreciated. This has been the Everyday Norm Podcast, and I will see you, Lord willing, when I see you.